All righty, welcome to another Root Issues podcast. This is Chris Anderson here, and I'm in the studio with Steve Woodrow. Yeah. And well, we we loved having Luke here last week, but he had to go to Denver for work today, so he's missing out, and you're missing out. But we'll be bringing him back every time he's in town and available to sit in this booth with us. He's going to be here. Um, this last Sunday, Steve kicked off the uh, This Is Love series. And then um, this Sunday, the title was Living in the Assurance of Love. And so we're going to be talking about love. Now, Steve, you're taking all of this from the epistles of John. Yeah. John 1, 2, and 3. That's it. Just breaking down love and like – and that word is so thrown out. I mean we talk about it in middle school youth group. We talk about it in high school youth group. Like kids will be like, I love my phone. Like, do you really love your phone? (laughs) You know, like what is love? And then, you know, so many people like – other languages have so many words for the word love, and they all have different levels. But in our language, we have love, and it gets confusing. And so, Steve, just kind of jump in there because you yeah. had some great questions for us to think about and kind of process. Yeah, it was just kind of Question Sunday, right? Just, yes, it was. To kick this series off, just throwing out some big questions that we will dive into together in this uh, journey through um, – you know, kind of looking at this intertwining of truth and love that we see John the Apostle, right, who wrote the Gospel of John, but also his letters, which is First, Second, Third John, uh, that we're going to be going through specifically in this series. But um, yeah, just four questions uh, for us to, you know, in light of John was writing to uh-huh. to a group of churches in Asia Minor and modern day Turkey that he uh, had sh- he was the spiritual father over yeah. and. Uh, and, and he was writing to them because there was all this false teaching, all this internally and on uh-huh. the outside, cultural pressure, persecution from Rome, all kinds of stuff going on to encourage, right, the the, the church to stand strong. Re- remember with the simplicity mm-hmm. but power of the gospel uh, and to make a stand on that. And uh, so just in light of that, thinking about taking these letters in light of all the pressures, all the stuff going on today around us and in the church, outside the church and culture, all of that, just four key questions as we move through this series that we'll kind of keep coming back to and diving in a little deeper. And uh, I just threw these out here because um, uh, some of these are going to rub people wrong, right? Well, yeah, for, absolutely. For, and, the, and that is exposing, I think, some of the things we need to really deal with. So the first one is, has faith to be a Christian replaced faith for the power of the gospel to transform life? What, yeah. Now, what does that mean? Uh, uh, well, uh, in other words, have we, um, with in church and in our spiritual development, you know, just kind of highlighted this idea of, man, if you believe in Jesus, you're, mm-hmm. you're a Christian. Yeah. And, and kind of leave it there that that's faith and now I'm in, Type of thing, but what about faith, right? That it takes to see radically uh, change us, mm-hmm. right? As Absolutely, we see in the Gospel yeah. of John, right? There is this uh, highlighting, right, of what the power of sin and the importance of transformation. So uh, again, I think we have to really wrestle with today. Where's the where is the faith? Where's the expectation? That the gospel is all sufficient, mm-hmm. right, for all yeah. problems, right? every problem. So, um, I'll, we'll, we'll dive into that more. So, that's the first yeah. question. All these kind of connect. The next one is: Has emotion-based moralism replaced devotion to God's word, His will, and His ways? Yeah. Okay, emotion. 
emotional-based moralism. Well, Definition, what, please. Yes, yeah, yeah, emotion-based moralism. Well, uh, in other words, today, right, is you, you just – it's all about what something – how something makes me feel. Yes, right? absolutely. This is, this is just taken over our therapeutic culture. This is how this makes me feel. So emotion-based moralism is, in other words, what is – how people are, are determining – what is right for them yeah. is this how this makes me feel yeah. right so emotions are leading out and uh, that's not faith that's not yeah. biblical faith biblical faith is my emotions are submitted right to the uh-huh. truth of god's word and they need to be formed so that i will experience the fruit of my emotions will yeah. be formed by the holy spirit right mm-hmm. so that's where that that and john just he just black and white this is why john is so kind of sobering for, for us to look at because yeah. he does he gets rid of the gray zone yeah, and it's either you're walking in the light or you're walking in darkness, yeah. right? And God's called us out of the darkness into the light, and to be a transformed person. So how yeah. do we do that? So we first have to uncover right some of these things. And then before you go to the next one, mm-hmm. I would say like you know, for most of us, we probably lived in even before it was a catchphrase, emotion based moralism, right. and that is the transforming work of the gospel that takes us out of that way of thinking. Like oh, well, I can do this because it feels good mm-hmm. and I'm forgiven. But then as we're transformed, we take on more of Christ-likeness just to kind of help connect the dots because this, this stuff is big stuff. Yeah, it's big stuff. And I think just what is such a big deal, isn't it, in the sense of how how much are we, especially with young kids, wrestling yeah. with this feeling loved, yes. right? And and how do I know God loves me, yeah. right? So emotion-based moralism is that they're determining their life and stance before God of how they feel God sees them rather than what the truth says about them. Yes, right? absolutely. And so this is, again, my emotions ha- have been put yeah. above the truth of above God. Above the truth of God. So we and, and um and this is where <clears throat> we have to replace that with devotion to God's word, his will and his ways. Uh-huh. And, and so when I start to see God and this is again, right, uh, among our young people because of uh, culture, everything, even the deficit in the church of highlighting the word of God, right, which is the light, right? Uh-huh. Jesus is the logos, he is yeah. the word, he's the way. Um and when we learn to 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 let our emotions and how we're feeling, I think, be submitted to the truth of yeah. God, then we move into understanding the will of God yeah. for my life. That's where the clarity, the relationship, the freedom, all these things flow. Yeah. And then the deeper aspect is learning the ways of God. Now mm-hmm. I'm walk, learning, is what does John say? Walk in the light as he is in the light, Yeah. right? Um, and this idea of walking, right, mm-hmm. with God, actually, and learning his ways, that's what, what we're called to, right? Yeah. So, uh, but we'll never get there, right, yeah. if we're bound up in this emotion-based moralism. Yeah. So totally. the third one is, has therapy replaced the power of fellowship? Now, this one's going to rub just because, culture. we are so committed to uh, the, all of these things that I think I need to better my life, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there's a place for counseling. There's a place for therapy absolutely but uh, as followers of jesus um, what we have to say is that the bible um, we have to be careful right uh-huh. that we're not adding something to the gospel we have to yeah. be careful that we are, are, are not lowering the impact of the gospel and its ability to transform yeah. anything it's jesus plus nothing right absolutely and no matter what the issue is um 
And uh, rather than bouncing quickly to something else, yeah. right? Jesus, yes, but I need this, this, and this, and this, yeah. right? Now, God uses all these different things, uh-huh. but um, this idea of therapy has it replaced fellowship. So koinonia, in other words, we're seeing, John, the power of the Spirit moving, healing, uh, and uh, restoring all these things as the body uh, comes together. Yeah. So what we see in the Bible is that when somebody had a problem, when they had a need, when they were struggling with yeah. go down the list of anything, is their first thing was they would rest upon their family. And yeah. If their family was broken, they would rest upon the koinonia, the okay. fellowship to take care of that need, the church family. So back itself. it up, back it up, because yeah. I don't have that in my notes. It didn't appear on a slide. I don't know how to spell that word. Yes. That word is so foreign to me. So give me a oh, breakdown. Koin- uh, yeah, koinonia, on, slow down there. koinonia is the yeah. Greek word used okay. in the New Testament for fellowship. Fellowship. Right? Okay. And uh, koinonia is, yes, fellowship yeah. with God and then fellowship, fellowship with within one the another, body. Within the body. The people who also yes. know God. Exactly. Okay. And, and it was Larry Crabb who was you know, a Christian counselor, and, his state, you know, and he stated through all of his uh, clinical work, that, uh-huh. uh, through his whole life, that yeah. um, he. he, he the, the majority of issues in everybody's life could be dealt with, fixed, healed, uh-huh. primarily with just healthy koinonia, healthy yeah. Christian fellowship. Yeah. Now, we need to do our work in the church. We have to restore that fellowship, that kind of yeah. fellowship. But what has happened is we've bounced out. So uh, in the sense of uh, we, we're independent, we've isolated, right? We have fragmented a community. We do our own thing. When we are in need, what do we do? We, we go outside the fellowship yeah. to get that need first rather than press into the fellowship, right? But, I mean, but, I mean that's being products of our culture, exactly. okay, because everything is outsourced now. And so it's like, you know, if you have a dysfunction in the way you feel or the way you think or you're, you've got hurts that are coming up or things that maybe were done to you a long time ago mm-hmm. and they're coming back at you, right. you know, we, we, we outsource, exactly. you know. And, and so, yeah, but I mean it's like you can pay somebody to come and teach your kid to buy, ride a bike. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that, that, that's, that's been around. I mean, like, yeah, there's outsourcing for everything. Exactly. Like you got Grubhub, but mm-hmm. now they deliver everything. Right. And you can't eat everything they deliver, even though they're Grubhub. And yeah. so that is just kind of being part of the culture. And so I think that is what you're saying is like mm-hmm. crept into the church. Like even the church has lost the understanding of how does fellowship take the place of, you know, counseling and therapy in the sense of mm-hmm. bringing somebody back to restored health because maybe somebody else has some of those mm-hmm. same hurts and they can just be like walk Look, along I, with that person. I know in my own life and yeah. decades of ministry that, and I'm see, I could give testimony right now to people yeah. in our body who have stepped into uh, microchurches, outposts, many other things yeah. that the time there, the relational connection, yes. seeing other people in the body step into their home, minister to them, love them, right, has radically changed their life, right, has yeah. filled the loneliness void, filled the depression, mode, fill, you know, and because yeah. this, this is how the spirit moves and brings healing and this is how the love the Absolutely. command to love one another is fleshed out right yeah so I mean, when you think about that like you know if you've got depression if you've got hurts that also it brings in depression which then brings into isolation which then you know pushes you out and so therefore it's like it does take you know like courage to step into a group and then experience that right and, and i think the biggest lie in that is you're the only one 
Right. You know, and as soon as the enemy gets us isolated and alone, then he tells us that lie. So therefore, you can't come forward. Exactly. And then when you come forward, you find out like, oh, you and you and and you what? Mm-hmm. You know, and then then you can then walk into the fellowship because now you find a brotherhood or a sisterhood who knows your pain. Yeah. Because I think that's the biggest lie is like the thief tells everybody right. nobody knows your pain. Right. Absolutely. But a paid professional <laughs> has studied your pain. Right. And can walk you through it. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, next week we'll deal with this, yeah. but just the, the old saying that's biblical, right, yeah. all through is nothing hidden can be healed. Right? Absolutely. And, 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 and that's it, right? When, we, when we're not vulnerable, when we're not ourselves, when we don't lean in, right, yeah. to the body and to believers. And, uh, hey, do things go wrong? Of course uh-huh. they do. Of course yeah. we're all sinful, you know, I mean, things happen. But like they do in a family, right? You have to work things out yeah. as a family. And this is where the Spirit of God matures us, grows us, heals us, and ministers to This is the primary avenue, place, yeah. for God's people to get a healing. Mm-hmm. Because remember, to be saved, sozo, that word, yeah. the Greek word for salvation, it includes healing, right, of uh-huh. all the entire wholeness of the body, right, yeah. is God's intention in his family, his gospel. And I think this is what we have to wrestle with, and this is where First John takes us. Yeah. The gospel is sufficient, mm-hmm. more than sufficient, of what Jesus has accomplished for us. Yeah. The issue is the fellowship of the body pressing in with that, living under the gospel and expecting God to right to move and to see Absolutely. that as my place rather than we bounce out. So, yeah. most, you know, and this is Jesus just see spiritual warfare is because it happens to all of us, right? We something happens to us, or we're hurt by somebody in the body. What do we do? We or or, or we sin. Let's say yeah. we mess up. The first thing yeah. we do is we bounce out. We isolate. Yeah, we move hide. away from we fellowship. Run. We run. We hide. We run. Exactly. We hide. And uh, which obviously that's what the enemy wants us to do, right? Well, no, totally. Well, the and the fourth one. These are four questions again, right? That we're going to be exploring through this whole series. So, just setting this up. The last one is: Has a distant God replaced fellowship with the Trinity? Mm-hmm. And uh, again, right, with all these things happening, right, is that God just becomes more distant. Right? Yeah, there's less and less confidence, right, for God's love. Right today, God, uh-huh. the gospel sufficiency in people's lives, yeah. and to really lay hold of understanding what faith is. How do I yeah. live in faith? What does that look like to take the truth of God and see transformation in my life? Yeah. And God becomes distant. He begins like the deism, right? It, that God's out there, but He's not really involved in my yeah. life. He's not really right, right there for every little thing yeah. in my life. And uh, we've so we've replaced. This distant God, right? And this is a part of when we isolate from the body, when we go independent, when our lives are fragmented, too busy, no margin, all these mm-hmm. things, is God becomes distant and we miss the, yeah. the, the most important, glorious thing of, of uh, following Jesus, which yeah. is intimacy. He's the one who introduces us to the yeah. Father. And it's the Father and the Son who pour forth, right, this yeah. Holy Spirit, which is where we have fellowship with the Father and Son through the Spirit working in our hearts, yeah. God's and Jesus' hearts and the body's hearts, yeah. right? And uh, again, the Great Commission, go baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That is not some ritual of just yeah. bab- physical baptism. Is um, What Matthew, what the writers of the Gospels mean by that is you're to lead someone into intimacy, into the love of the Father. Yeah. In other words, immerse them in the love of the Father. Immerse yeah. them into the grace of Jesus yourself. Uh-huh. Immerse them right into the fellowship Koinonia of the Holy Spirit. And uh, can um, you go ahead and spell that now, please? Koinonia in the Greek. Well, the alliteration of that in the Greek is K O I N. How would we spell it in English? Uh, okay, so well, this is the only way: be K O 
K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A. Yeah, koinonia. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, those are the four uh, questions for the bigger uh, thing. Uh, this series as we go through first and second job. We'll be coming back to those questions, going deeper into those questions, and obviously wrestling with yeah. any kickbacks. So again, uh, those listening, if you ah, don't, you know, send in your questions, send in your, your kickback on yeah. these things as we go through this series. And then we just went through the first four verses of 1 John, and we um, kind of talked about this idea of the assurance of love. And uh, and again, <clears throat> we just talked about the importance of knowing we're loved. Um, at the very core, there's nothing more important to a person's soul in their life than to know that they're loved and that they're loved by God. And um, boy, we run, and that drives everything we do, whether we know it or not, is, uh, is, that, is that desire. And we see John repeatedly say and encourage, right, the, uh, in his writings, that you, he tells us we're to be confident in these things. We're to have the assurance. He says in John 5 that I write these things that you may know you have yeah. eternal life, that you may be assured of God's love, right, for you. Um, that's that place of incredible peace and rest where the, all the fruit of the Spirit can really settle yeah. with us. And so we just threw out, looking at those first four verses yeah. of 1 John, uh, we um, threw out this, and, and, and just in those first four verses, right, yeah. there's all these things that interconnect. And yeah. we're going to, through this series, right, we see how love, we see how fellowship, yeah. we see how partnership with God, right, proclaiming the good news. We see how obedience. Yeah. All of these things, right, and and how we um, practice the truth. This is language that John uniquely uses in the New Testament yeah. is we're to practice the truth. And uh, all of that fits together, right, in the sense of how the body of Christ is to pursue this confidence. And without yeah. all those, we can't have confidence. Yeah. And so if I don't have confidence of God's love in my life, I need to really wrestle with, wow, why, why not? Yeah. And how can I, right? So here's just three three questions to help us really flesh that out and uh, out of these first four verses to move us that direction towards uh-huh. assurance. The first one is we cannot be fully loved or love if we do not know the source of love. Yeah, and this is a great question to, to just battle around, uh, bat around, right? Yeah. With unbelief, with anybody, our children, anybody else's, yeah. is boy, how? And this is where a culture comes. Like, man, if you're if your love is different than my definition of love. If, yeah. if love is just a feeling, right? And this is what happens with most marriages. Love is just a contract. We're in yeah. love as long as we feel in love, right? Yeah, totally. And that's not Christian marriage. Christian yeah. marriage is a covenant before God. We make a commitment to God, a vow before God, and that husband and wife need to have a greater commitment to God than to even each other, yeah. right? The husband can only learn to love his wife properly if he's surrendered to Christ and he learns to walk, right, in the assurance of Christ's love yeah. for him. Same with the wife. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's that's this assurance, and, and, and it begins with being— very clear about the source of love. And so John yeah. breaks this down when we get to chapter four. It's yeah. that God is love. Yes. Culture says love is God. Love yeah. is love is what generates whatever God you want it to, right? Yeah. And just Christianity just say, no, no, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit is love. Yeah. And, it, and, and that's where it defines who they are. Um, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that is the Trinity and uh-huh. how they've created us and the rest of culture. So that's where we begin. The second one is our... Um, 
and we cannot fully be alive without confidence of where we're ultimately going. Uh-huh. Um, so in other words, I first have to know the source of love. This is a great question to bat around, around the yeah. table with children, whatever. Next one is I, I, I can't fully live, can I, if I'm not sure of where I'm going. Yeah. If I don't know where I'm going, and it just applies to anything in life, if I'm unsure of where yeah. um, I, I'm headed, right, is, uh, boy, I, I can't be fully alive, right? Yeah. And this is what the live culture says. Just yeah. live in the moment, right? YOLO. Live, yeah. You only live once or whatever yeah. it is. Go, you know, everything. Yeah. Without the target, right, they say, and, and again, part of the definition of sin is, right, is missing the mark. So yeah. if I don't know what the mark is, I'm not going to be able to hit it. If I don't yeah. have a target, I'm going to miss every time. Well, yeah, absolutely. I don't have a target. Yeah. I'm going to miss every time, right? Yeah. So a good shooting analogy. Um so that's the, the second question. And, um, boy, that's what raises the question. How can I have the confidence of eternal life? You know, well, first I have to know uh, who the source of love is. Yeah. I know him. And I need to know that God, by knowing him and what he's done for me through Jesus, that I'm secure in him. Yeah. Right. And, and those two, and, and John weaves these together eternal uh-huh. life and the love of God. He weaves these, right, in this book that we'll, we'll get to. Um, we don't have many answers yet. We're yeah. going to get to them. But these are just the questions that we're going to see this letter um, enlighten us on. Yeah. Right? And the final one is we can't have confidence of eternal life without fellowship and obedience. Mm-hmm. So John is just heavy on both of these, the koinonia, which is the fellowship, yeah. and the obedience, right, which is, and he uses many different terms. We talked about practicing the truth. We talked about um, walking in the light, yeah. right? We talked about just uh, not practicing sin. He uses yeah. that language as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, again, he's black and white, and he says some very strong things about what the expectation of the one who knows the source of love, the one who is assured of eternal life. And the reality is, if I'm not fighting sin, if I'm not getting freedom from sin in my life, uh, it is impossible to have the assurance of God's love yeah. or eternity, you know, my yeah. eternal. And if I do not press into the fellowship of God's people, um, none of that is yeah. going to happen at, at, like it needs to happen. So in God, and, and, and so John, he's writing to these churches as a spiritual yeah. father. Come on, children. He calls them beloved children. Yeah. Love one another. In other yeah. words, flesh this out together. It doesn't happen out there listening to podcasts. Yeah. It doesn't happen out there, you know, uh, watching on YouTube, whatever. Yeah. It, it, it happens face to face. It's yeah. no, no such thing as online koinonia. Yeah. Is it does not work. It's face to face, getting each other's lives, yeah. loving each other. Um, and so that's where we'll, that's where we're going to journey. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw a flag out. Throw it out. So throw it out. Okay. So let, let's just go back to like, if the root issue is love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if I want obedience to God, mm-hmm. the highest form of my obedience to God is because I love him. Yes. And so I've got to get this down. So mm-hmm. here's a question for you. Short answer. Looking for a short answer on this mm-hmm. one. Then I got one that's I hope for a little bit longer one. Mm-hmm. Um, is God covenantly in love with us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a big question. Uh, you know, short um, answer. Yes or no? Yes. I mean, okay. that's what agape love is. <laughs> that right? is agape love, is, and that's is, what I'm looking yeah. for. Like mm-hmm. God has made mm-hmm. the first step to us Absolutely. and says, I love you. And he did that. He did because that in creating us. In creating I mean, us right. and then showing. In his image. <laughs> in, and then giving giving his one and only son. Yes. And so I think for some of our listeners, it's like, you know, God's made the first move. Yes. Because I think so many people get paralyzed. Like, well, what's the first step? Can you give me the first, like, five steps, Steve, that yes. I can just work on? Yeah. Well, God's already made the first move. Yeah. And so then your move is is to respond back. Yeah. Now, everybody could have a different answer for this. There may be a singular answer, but how do you 
show God you love him, Mr. Woodrow. Yeah, that's great. I, I think, it, I mean, the, we could mention several things, but the yeah. simple one that John especially you, you, uses. You, how do I you? Yeah, well, I'm just, yeah, okay. this is what I'm, uh, okay. in other words, it's, it's, do I desire to please and obey him? Okay. John repeatedly says in the gospel, as well as in this book, is that you cannot, uh, Jesus himself says in the gospel of John, uh, John's repeating Jesus' words. Absolutely, If yeah. you love me, you obey, obey my, my commandments. commandments. Yeah. Right? It's just, it's that simple, right? Uh, uh, I don't obey him to get his love. Because no, like you that's, said, that's, that's the covenant that's, that's giving. A, yeah, like that one's already done. My obedience is because I love him. Because you love him. Because that's the right. highest form of love exactly. is my obedience is right. I, because I love you. I want to do what you say. Exactly. And so, you know, like when I and think. And I know that yeah. out, because of that, he's going to bless me. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. going to be blessings oh, that absolutely. go down this road. Yeah. And, uh, boy, if I, I mean, choose not to. nothing is better than following his will, his ways, right. because that leads to, you know, the, you know. But what you're bringing up, it, it does come to the heart of heart the issue. Of the issue. Is, and this is what God's word about. What, where's your heart? What is your motive? What does your heart say? And what is, why am I doing what am I doing? Am I, am I out here like the Pharisees yeah. just trying to earn my, to please God? Yeah. You know, because of, ah, look at my works or, man, do I want to wrestle with the word and Oh, Lord, I just want to please you. Yeah. Show me how to please you. And I need to put myself under your word, yeah. right? And, um, boy, we've got a lot of work, a lot of layers to shed because of yeah. culture and lies and mm-hmm. everything else that uh, to get through to that core issue. Um, and, and that's the role of discipleship, right? Yeah. That's the role, really, of, of yeah. faith. I mean, we always go back to discipleship. like you, And that's fellowship. You know, mm-hmm. that's like being with somebody who loves you, mm-hmm. you're loving them, and they're helping guide you and show you. All right, so... To kind of wrap it up, like, would you say, like, as we go through this process, because here's the big question. It's like, you know, the big question that I would throw out to people is, can you honestly articulate how you love God? Or can you honestly articulate that you're in love with God? Because I don't think people put that in a questionable thing. Like, am I in love with God? Like, do I find myself just thinking about God? I mean, I think about, like, when I first met Elaine and we were dating and then we were getting Mm -hmm. married. Like, that's all I thought about. You know, but, you know, in my life and as I grow in maturity as a follower of Christ, you know, like how much am I just thinking about God? How much am I just in excitement of him occupying my mind? Or I face a crisis and then his presence comes on me and I'm like, oh, no, we're okay. We're okay. I'm in love with God. It's a great question or thought yeah. for sure is that uh, uh, you know i i'm bent towards the intellectual yes i know, I know. Mind. <laughs> so boy it's it's i have to do the work of yeah. man uh, lord may my language like one of my prayers for every before yeah. every sunday anytime i teach is lord yeah. help me love the people with your word yeah totally show me how to love not just be up here and give you know, a bunch of, of theological stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. Show me how to love them. You love them through me, through the Spirit, through your word to them, right? Let me be a yeah. vessel of that yeah. love. And, 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 and to be able to talk about my love for God. What am I, yeah. you know, as, as a intimate relationship yeah. with him. It's absolutely key that we, we, that, 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 yeah. that characterizes our fellowship, no, how, it, how we it, interact it with each other. how we interact with each other. It yep. characters how we interact with problems in our own life or even to come alongside somebody who's mm-hmm. having a problem yeah. and find ways to encourage them. Absolutely. And then, it, you know, I mean, for me, I would say like, and, you know, it's Toby Mac. <laughs> you know, he may not always be theologically perfect, but his music, his style of worship, God, the mm-hmm. way he brings it into just – you know, it brings me to this place of being wooed yeah. 
in the gods. So you presence. bring up a, a really powerful thing, which yeah. is corporate worship. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. So when somebody watches me worship. Yeah. Do they see somebody in love with God? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Like, am I in love with God? So I'm in just, love with him. In other words, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Right? Is when somebody watches us, mm-hmm. do they see a person, when we're in worship, yeah. do they see a person who's in love? And, and we're not saying to put on a show, but we're no. just saying, like, mm-hmm. do you get lost in the thought of God? Yeah. We, yeah. We're called to minister unto God and bring praise yeah. and sacrifice of praise to him. Yeah. And look at David modeling yeah. that a man after God's own heart, right? Yeah. So. There, there's there's no way around it, yeah. right? There are all those that say, oh, it doesn't matter. what. May, maybe in my heart something. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. It, yeah. Are you in love? Are I'm in, in love, love with God. God. I'm going to be giving him praise. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, upon me, upon the yeah. person, right? And so um, anyway, and obviously there's times where we're broken. There's something else going on in life no, where no, I, I mean, need those to lament happen, but that's where the, right? I don't even, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the word. I'm just going to say yeah. fellowship comes. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's where the fellowship right. comes, <laughs> where we, we burden around each other and support each other and direct people back mm-hmm. to remember your first love. Yeah. You're in love with God, yeah. and he takes that highest place. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for tuning into this Root Issues. Please reach out to us at rootissues at ccaspen.com with any questions or comments or if you just got something that you want to spill our way. And then, um, we, yeah, we'll be back next week and then just be ready to tune in to another episode on This Is Love. Thank you so much for listening.